0: Welcome, Alpha Seekers. Uh, you, uh, merry band of regular listeners may have missed me yesterday. Uh, because Uncle Sam turns out to be a pretty demanding boss. Um, yeah, your, uh, your federal officer here worked, uh, 11 hours yesterday. Sunday I worked, uh, I guess Saturday I worked like, Twelve hours So this is not like a cushy job I, you know I usually like cushy jobs But this is kind of demanding Well, you know, I'm not as old Or rather, I'm not as young as I used to be So that may be part of it But, you know Twelve hour days are tough So anyway uh, Catching up here And I put I get a thing called the Daily Shot and, uh, from the Wall Street Journal. And basically, it's like way too many graphs and charts. So, uh, but there's one today that's very interesting. And I just posted it on the Alphas Next LinkedIn page. And what it is, is a chart that shows what happens, in at least in two cases, when your debt-to-GDP ratio goes over 100%. And what happens is not much. Uh, You don't get any growth in GDP after that. So you might ask yourself, well, why is that? You know, if interest rates are low and modern monetary theory is true, then you can continue to borrow basically without limits in terms of the amount of debt uh, as a percentage of GDP, as long as GDP growth is greater than the interest rate you pay on the debt. And, of course, the interest rates now are gained because the Fed can control the interest rates by buying debt from Treasury. So that's just funny money. Um So essentially, the government is lending itself money, if you consider the Fed to be part of the government, which it kind of is and kind of isn't. So, but think about this. When people borrow money when they're elected, what do they do with it? Well, they use it to buy votes. So you spend it on social programs, a socialist economy. Certainly Italy is, and to a great extent Japan, I think, is. Not quite as much, certainly, as Western countries. But, uh, you know, the more benefits I get, the less inclined I am to work. I mean, if I was married, you know, let's, let's just say I got out of college, and they said, well, you can either go get a job, or you can get free health care and free housing and free food and free transportation, I would have said, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I don't think I'll get the job then, you know, I don't have to save for retirement, because I'm getting everything free when I retire, I'm getting everything free now, so you're not necessarily going to work, right, your incentive, I've always thought if you pay people to do nothing, that's exactly what they're going to do. I mean, I might not have even gone to college because what's the point? So, the way we measure GDP, you know, if you have fewer people, um, quote, making things, either intellectual property or what have you, then your GDP is going to flatten, okay? Now, some people think that's a good thing because, you know, uh, industry pollutes and, you know, everything else. And I mean, when you think about it, you know, there's certainly more people selling insurance than there would be if you had a socialist economy. And that's no way to spend your day, right? But, and then a lot of financial frauds you have occur from people who are trying to make a lot of money, you know. So capitalism does have its negatives. Uh, Capitalism also, of course, uh, you know, creates... Incentives for people to do things that may not be socially beneficial, like pollute and everything else. So, and it creates inequality, which creates jealousies and everything else. Uh, the, in the days of digitization, you know, we're able to do things so much more efficiently, and digitization tends to lead to monopolies. Uh, but those monopolies do create jobs. Like Amazon, somebody's got to deliver this stuff. They're not necessarily great jobs. So, But you can see how that if you borrow a lot of money to buy votes and you pay people to do nothing, that would tend to dampen GDP. So you, on the other hand, you know, one of the things that occurred to me when you ask somebody who's like a democratic socialist about why it is that they think that people are entitled to this and that, like health care, uh, you know, it's a human right. Health care is a human right. Housing is a human right. I think some of them advocate that out of genuine compassion for their fellow humans. What I think the interesting thing to ask would be, let us for the moment assume that anyone who didn't pay taxes couldn't vote or anyone who didn't own property couldn't vote, which is how it was in the beginning of the of the republic, would you still advocate these things? If it didn't buy you any votes, would you still advocate free housing and free health care and everything else? And if they really, you know, if you could get a lie detector on them, they really answer, yes, I think it's a human right, and I don't care, I'd still do it if these people couldn't vote, or these folks. Um, okay then I think I at least accept your integrity. If, on the other hand, you you say yes, but I can tell you don't mean it. <laughs> if only rich people could vote, then, you know, would you vote for lower taxes and wouldn't give a damn about the guy, the little guy? Well, then you're just a hypocrite, and you're, you're just buying votes, and then I don't have much respect for you. You know, but I think there are two different types. I think there's a lot of compassionate uh, progressives, and then there's the ones who just, you know, bread and circus their way to power. I don't like that latter type. But I respect compassionate people. Anyway, though, you know, people, when I talk about modern monetary theory and my view that the the socialist trend is unstoppable and will accelerate, uh, they ask me, about well, isn't there a downside to modern monetary theory well this this particular chart may may capture that, so um, think about that. I mean you can look at the graph as I say, on the alpha's next LinkedIn page, which is pretty easy to find. Just search for alpha's next on LinkedIn so uh, McDonald's didn't do so well. Uh, down 23%. So the drive throughs did not entirely save them, uh, which is not good. In the market, generally futures are down. Not by that much, but marginally. So let's see what else is happening here. We're eight minutes into this, guys. McDonald's revenue fell 30%. Despite Progress at U.S. restaurants. So, you know, they have a big worldwide presence and in most of their worldwide uh, locations, I don't think drive through is working like you don't have a lot of drive through in Hong Kong, you know what I mean? That's an American thing. So that, it says the U.S. did well, but rest of world, R.O.W., not so good. Pfizer beat uh, on revenue and earnings per share, AstraZeneca, Farxiga, successful in late stage kidney disease study. Uh, this is the biotech beat. I follow a lot of biotechs on Seeking Alpha. And one thing before I forget, um, if you're going to play these, uh, COVID biotechs, buy some puts. Uh, This is like uh, ups and downs, you know. These things go up like a rocket, and then they fall like a rocket that just ran out of fuel. So, uh, lately, moderna has been doing well. uh, But some of these stacks, they really take, you know, they take the stairs. Well, they may take the, uh, like a rocket up, but they take the... There's the old saying that they take the stairs up and the elevator down, and they do fall fast as they rise in these cases. Very volatile stocks. So, you know, the play on that is to you don't want to sell calls on it because that takes your upside away. But, uh, what you may want to do is buy the way out of the money puts. Like if a Moderna is at 90, buy a 40 or 50 put. You know, it'll be cheap. And the further out of the money a put is, the uh, cheaper it gets because the odds of the actually paying off or closing in the money at expiration are very low, so you can buy them cheap. But these things can fall 20, 30, 40 percent, you know. So volatility is a double-edged sword. Pfizer and BioNTech have risen. Yesterday they went up because they began you're starting to get into the phase three tile phase three trials, which are large generally larger versions of phase two and they tend to try to stratify them so that they have, in this case, like elderly people, people of color, the more vulnerable populations represented in the trial. Would I sign up for one of these trials, vulnerable as I am? No, because you don't know what the side effects are going to be here. Uh, So I would wait. But if you want to volunteer, you know, you can do it. Let's see. According to somebody here, the recent pullback in Moderna is no reason to accumulate. So, let's see what that says. No safety concerns in Phase 1. Oh, I don't subscribe to this, so I can't tell you. Somebody on Seeking Alpha is saying that it's not an accumulate. And I guess I would probably agree with that without knowing what their logic is. When it gets up to 80, 90, which I think is where it is now, you know. So uh, they're going to uh, phase three with their, Moderna, with their vaccine candidate, and they hope to be enrolled within six weeks. So that's good. That means they enroll the uh, people, folks, who are going to be in the trial. Emergent Bio uh, has got a deal with Astra for manufacture of COVID vaccine. Uh, So I'll bet you missed that one. Let's see. $174 million contract. Following on an $87 million contract. Let's see what the stock did. Put that on the watch list. It started out the year at 50, and now it touched 100. It's uh, 95 bucks, so they had a very good day. I don't know if that's when you. I think you may be chasing that too late, but that's the kind of thing that can happen. The stock bubble. Uh, Okay. AstraZeneca well this is oncology so let's focus on AZ doing well though not just on COVID by the way looks like we're going to have a coronavirus deal the Republicans came in with a billion dollar bid uh, the Democrats want that billion trillion it's the old uh, Everett Dirksen you know Billion here, billion there. Pretty soon you're talking real money. No, it's a trillion here, trillion there. Times change, but the numbers just add zeros. So uh, so we're probably going to end up with a two. I, my guess is they'll split the difference and you'll end up with two trillion. So supposedly they're sending up, sending out their 1,200 just for being you. So, you know, that's stimulative. I mean, we went through a lot of supply side economics, and now we're into uh, demand side, which is the opposite of supply side. You know, somebody's got to buy this stuff, and uh, they are they are helping people. Now, I'm gonna do my in the news thing, or am I? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna keep you here for 20 minutes, or else you can leave now. The rest of this is going to be my... I ended up getting a copy of the Sun-Times Sunday. So, you know, just as I watch... Normally, I watch CNBC, so you don't have to. Uh, I also now read the papers, so you don't have to. And I really rarely read the the Chicago Sun-Times. So I clicked a few articles out. And I'm just scanning them to see if there's anything. Generally, the Sun Times is not a real good source for business uh, people. For alpha seekers, there's you will not find much alpha in the uh, in the Sun Times. Here's one I thought hey, this this is the if they ever do a a movie about Chicago and Madigan and Burke, Ed Burke, this should be the title. This is the greatest quote, which is evidently popular within political circles. And those who think that the Democrats are, you know, without sin, I don't know how you can sustain that thought in this state. So here it is. That which is understood need not be mentioned. So, <laughs> if that, if if that uh, that evidently is the mantra of Madigan uh, people. So, if there's ever a play or a movie about Chicago politics, it should be that which is understood. So anyway. And that's what's wrong, you know? I mean, if there wasn't so much corruption, you could certainly sustain a society that was just. And that's a big reason why folks don't want to pay taxes, because they know it's not being used for the right things. It's being used to line the pockets of the people like Madigan and the lobbyists and every other damn thing. And that's why the best way is the least way. The smaller the state is, the less corrupt it can be just because it doesn't have as much money to steal. You know, if the politicians were honest, they think a lot more people would want to pay their taxes. As it is, we we don't trust them. And we shouldn't trust them. Uh, One question we had, this isn't in the Sun-Times, this is just something I came across here. Uh, The question was, if you're going to do alternative investments... Uh, can you do it with an IRA? And the answer is, yes, you can. But it has to be a self-directed IRA. And the reason for that is that anybody you hire to manage your 401k IRA, they have all sorts of uh, covenants they have to respect so they can only do certain kinds of investments, really. And... You know, alternative investments are not among them. So, that's why. That's why that's... Why you have to have self-directed IRA, So you can invest it in timber, you can invest it in colored diamonds, or whatever, whatever you want. But don't. You we know, used to get a... Remember, I used to get a pitch they wanted to send to the doctors about investing in colored diamonds. And it was like... My cousin at the time was running a good chunk of the American Dental Association (laughs) I said hey Bill this looks like BS to me so he agreed. So we didn't send it to the dentist. Dentists and doctors have a reputation for being marks for investment scams so one of the things I hope to do in my life is try to steer them to some alternative investments that might that, that won't be at least dishonest. There's no, when you invest in alternative investments, there's no guarantee you're going to make money. You know, it's a big risk, big reward. But, and some of them aren't, like cash flow, apartment buildings, whatever. But, uh, you know, there's so many scam artists out there. I was just watching American Greed last night. Again, we watch CNBC, so you don't have to. They were talking about this Wolf of Wall Street guy with the pump and dump, and he took some really smart investors. So, uh, really, really a, 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 an evil guy. So, that's about Alright, just kind of going through the detritus of the last few days. And. Picking out anything that might be of interest. And I'm not sure the game is worth the candle here, guys. So I'm going to wrap this thing up and do a little more preparation. You know, 90% of winning is preparation, which may explain my record. So, uh, we'll pass on the rest of this stuff. And we will uh, maybe come at you tonight or uh, maybe tomorrow morning. Who knows? Meanwhile... Live long and prosper, and we will talk at you uh, soon. Bye-bye.